0: Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This
1: episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Things you don't see every day or ever in your years of watching football. Antonio Brown removing his pads, taking off his undershirt. Gloves are gone. And there he goes, exiting the field, pumping up the crowd at the visiting stadium. And is that the last time we see Antonio Brown leave? His pads got more airtime than that cat that got loose at MetLife Stadium a few years ago. There's a fan video of Antonio Brown throwing his gear into the crowd. Jen Hale of Fox reported during the broadcast that security guards actually thought it was a fan in the end zone. I mean, he was on the field during the game, during play, before a play, while there were 11 bucks on the field. Buck, uh, Buccaneers, former now, eventually receiver Antonio Brown, running across the end zone and running out. Here's Bruce Arians and Tom Brady after yesterday's game talking about what unfolded in the third quarter of the Buccaneers-Jets contest.
2: Can you tell us what happened to Antonio Brown? Did he quit? I've never seen a guy leave a field like that. And is this the last strike for him?
0: He is no longer a buck. I think everybody should find, uh, you know, hopefully do what they can to help him in ways that, that you know, he really needs it. And, um, you know, we all love him. We care about him deeply. Um, you know, we want to see him be at his best. And, you know, unfortunately, won't be with our team.
1: Yeah. It's an unfortunate situation. And I know the team is concerned about Antonio Brown's mental health at this point. And that should be the paramount consideration. Antonio Brown helped that team last year win a Super Bowl. Tom Brady wanted him there. And I hope that Brady, starting with Brady and others in the organization, will indeed make sure that Antonio Brown gets help if he needs help. None of us are in a position to diagnose anyone as needing help from afar what happened yesterday was definitely bizarre and it would definitely cause a reasonable person to say maybe there's something that needs to be evaluated and assessed here but you know from all the indications and Bruce Arians spoke to Peter King about this it sounds like Arians got upset with Brown Arians wanted Brown to go back into the game Brown said his ankle was sore he refused to go in Arians told him you're off the team so Antonio Brown decided why wait if I'm off the team and, uh, and again, it's impossible to just shrug it off and say the guy has a mental health issue. I, I don't know what happened yesterday. We saw it. It's unfortunate. And, and now everyone tries to pick up the pieces and move forward, Mike.
2: Yeah, listen, it is unfortunate. I have never, never seen that, you know, my nine years in the league and covering league, I've, I've never seen anything like that. And, Again, that's the report. He was asked twice to go back in the game and said no. And Bruce basically said, okay, you're done. And I guess he, he took it literally. Um, listen, we, we, we know the history of, of Antonio Brown. We know he has been his own worst enemy in, in all the situations. And we also know when he's playing well on the field, he is a phenomenal receiver. He has shown that for years what he's been. So, Again, he's his own worst enemy. Uh, We've seen it, unfortunately, play out publicly when he was all over Twitter doing things, whether it was on the field or off the field. No sense in reliving all those things. So it is a matter of, okay, what's the issue with him? Uh, If he needs help, is he going to get help? Whose responsibility is it for him? This is where, where it gets, because you just said, I hope Tampa Bay. Well, he's not on Tampa Bay's team anymore. So... Is there going to be anything done? I I, I don't know. And and who does the responsibility fall on? Should it fall on Antonio Brown? Should it fall on Antonio Brown's people around him, from an agent to the circle to the family around him? Go back years ago when Greg Hardy was signed by Jerry Jones with the issues Greg Hardy was going through. And Jerry Jones said, we're we're going to manage that situation as well. We're going to help him if he needs help. All of a sudden, he wasn't getting enough sacks, and he got cut. Cowboys weren't helping them, you know, it's a a business, you know, you you, you can sit there and say it all you want, but it's not, it rarely is going to happen unless the player seeks it out, seeks out to be helped. Maybe now, maybe somewhere I shouldn't, I shouldn't cover all and say every organization will abandon, maybe some will reach out, you know, and try and help with guys that have issues on a team. But so what, what happens next? What, when do we hear from him next? What is going to go on? Is he going to play? again? these are all questions going forward with him because he's an incredible talent. And when you don't hear a lot about what he's doing in social media or things like that, you see how he can help a team like he did last year get a Super Bowl ring, you know, and hold up that Lombardi trophy. He's that good of a receiver. But he obviously has issues, whether, you know, and the self you know, self-induced issues. Again, the man in the mirror situation, he has issues that he needs help with. If he does, you really hope he gets that help. Who is going to lead him to that help? Does he think he needs help? If so, does he want help? I mean, there's a lot of questions to be answered, but from a football side, we see a great player, but from an encompassing human being side, we see a very, very troubled player.
1: And part of the problem for some people who are having mental health issues, they're not capable of acknowledging it. They're not capable of seeking help. They will actively fight any efforts because they think they're perfectly fine. And I single out Tom Brady for a couple of reasons. First of all, he was very passionate yesterday in asking for empathy and compassion for Antonio Brown, and he said, we love Antonio Brown and we care about him. Tom Brady benefited from Antonio Brown's presence on the team last year. Tom Brady wanted Antonio Brown there, and Tom Brady has proven that at least for a period of time, he was the one person that could speak to the better angels Of Antonio Brown and to keep him out of trouble and he was a model citizen from the moment he arrived in October of 2020 until the fake vaccination card which I don't think he's the only guy in the NFL that gave the team a fake vaccination card he's just the only one who stupidly didn't pay his live-in chef who then blew the whistle on him a sentence that I never would have dreamed I'd utter in my entire life and then when he came back look hey hey hey, Mike for, for all we know For all we know, Antonio Brown was upset that they created this sense that they may not bring him back after the fake vaccination card. And maybe he's been a little bit, you know, a little bit miffed that they weren't as welcoming and as embracing and as forgiving as he thought they should be. And um, who knows? But, But if Tom Brady had gotten through to him as well as he had from October of 2020 until a few weeks ago, Tom Brady may be in a position where he can speak to him about getting evaluated, getting assessed. That's all. That's all you need. Just uh, after an incident like yesterday, you, you just need somebody to talk to you and, and make a decision as to whether or not it is something that requires help. Or, uh, you know, hey, you got kicked off the team and you decided, why wait? Why hang around? If you're going to cut me and you're done with me, I'm out of here. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how unreasonable that is, if that's how it all went <laughs> down. And Mike, here's the other side of it, too. Here's an important aspect. Talent always finds a way. They kept him after the three-week suspension for the fake vaccination card and the risk he put Bruce Arians, Tom Moore, and others at because he's good. You got teams out there that are trying to pursue a championship. You got teams out there that are willing to give a guy a second chance, who have needs at the position, and will be intoxicated by the talent. I am not ready to rule out someone else either making a waiver's claim for Brown or signing him as a free agent if and when the Buccaneers officially release him.
2: Why would we rule that out? We see it all the time. All the time. Situations are different, but one thing is the same. If you have talent, you will get chances time and time and time again for different reasons. Look at Josh Gordon. How many times has he been suspended? But you see the talent he had years ago, so you consider to take you, – you always – Say, I'm going to take a chance on this guy. I'm just mentioning one name. It's it's everywhere. The better you are, the longer the lease you get. Look at what happened with Antonio Brown. And that was Bruce Arians, who first said, one screw-up, and he's gone. Well, the screw-up happened when they lost their other two receivers to injury. All of a sudden, the dynamics changed, and he had a screw-up where he got suspended by the league for three games. You think that would constitute, well, that's a screw-up, You're gone. That's by my word, the head coach. But then all of a sudden it was like, well, you know what? Our receivers are hurt and Godwin and Evans. We need him back on the team. And I get it. I get it. You needed a talented player and he is. So all of a sudden it wasn't one screw up and you're gone. He was back on the team. Now, eventually I'm sure we'll hear from Antonio Brown on why he did that, you know, right on the field and didn't wait till after. I'm I'm sure we'll hear. But to your point, what what's to think of a team not wanting saying i want to take a shot on this guy because we know what he can be on the field because this this league is literally forget the league sports sports the thing we cover sports are littered with situations like this and, and it's from a young age on the better you are the more leash you're going to get and the more leeway you're going to get on everything. That's how it works. You can hate it. You can love it. You can think whatever you want about it, but it's reality and it's not going away.
1: And Mike, for as unusual as what happened yesterday was unprecedented, right? He's come back from worse than leaving the field in a game where he's been told he's off the team. He's come back from a lot worse than that. He was suspended eight games in 2020 for multiple off field incidents. He was sued for rape for crying out loud. He pleaded guilty or no contest. Whatever it was, he ultimately was responsible for felony charges of assaulting the guy who showed up at his house in a moving truck with all of his stuff from Oakland from when he had played for the Raiders, and he didn't want to pay the guy. So much of his Issues flows from the fact that he didn't want to pay people what they're owed. He keeps coming back, and he keeps finding second chances. And you mentioned Josh Gordon. The Chiefs have been waiting and waiting and waiting for Josh Gordon to do anything. He's got 11 games this year, five catches for 32 yards. Antonio Brown can do five catches for 32 yards in his sleep. And the Chiefs are trying to win a championship. Hello. And Andy Reid is not afraid to give out second chances. He gave Mike Vick a job after Vick spent two years in Leavenworth for dogfighting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to win games. And that's, Mike, I think that was a reason a couple of weeks ago that Bruce Arians ate his words from 2020 and brought Antonio Brown back. Because you really don't. Want to see him doing against you what you know he can do for you, whether it's the Packers, the Chiefs, or the Rams. Those are the three teams that came to mind for me Packers, Chiefs, Rams, because the Rams are just, the Rams are always in it. Whoever it is, yeah. yes. if you give the Rams enough time to think about it, they're going to talk themselves into doing it. You know, this, and we've got over 33,000 votes on this. His next destination this season. Chiefs Packers Rams Chiefs have a very small uh, lead as to the other two teams nowhere is the overwhelming favorite I would not flag nowhere in this one Mike I agree with you this like everything else will settle down and teams that are trying to win and win now and just need him to hold it together for a few weeks somebody is gonna get is gonna start watching film as recently as what he did last week against the Panthers just put in that film. And say, don't we think we can get this guy to hold it together for a few weeks? And if we can't, we'll just get rid of him.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, that that's what it's going to be. Now, I have said players like this always get a chance. I don't know if I agree that it's going to happen this year. If this happened like in week three or week four and there was more time to kind of let this go, maybe. And it still may happen. Don't get me wrong. But this thing how viral it went and how viral it's going to stay for a while. And the playoffs are right around the corner. I mean, they're just, they're just a couple of weeks away. So it may be too soon. I don't know, but in this day and age, it wouldn't shock me. What I want to know is what that conversation is with that team that wants him. What's that conversation that you have with him that makes you talk with him and say, yeah, okay, we feel good about bringing him in. Because you're right. This this issue compared to the other stuff is nothing. But this issue happened on national TV and is something that we've never, at least like I said, I, I named someone who's seen this, never seen before. So that's what makes it bigger. And it's not bigger than the other stuff. The other stuff is way more real life than this. You know, than throwing your pads in a game on the sideline and stomping your feet and going home. Uh, But this carries more viral weight because it's going to be out there. So that to me is going to be interesting is that conversation that you have with him that says, yeah, I feel good. I don't think you're ever going to feel good if you sign him where you're going to sit there and say, oh, this is great. You're always going to be on the edge of your seat, but you also understand the payoff may be great because he can make plays on the field.
1: However long the memories last of Antonio Brown's outburst yesterday, that Super Bowl ring that the organization gets and distributes to all employees lasts a hell of a lot longer. That's one thing to keep in mind. And, Mike, I think back to 2019. After all of the craziness that happened with him with the Raiders, and it wasn't just one thing. It was over and over and over again. And finally – he gets released, and he there's that video of him. He gets a phone call, and he runs out the door. And again, yeah. who in the hell is going to take a chance on this guy? <laughs> what happened? By the end of the day, Bill Belichick had him on the Patriots. And he had one game with the Patriots, and he was awesome. And then this lawsuit came out, and there was another incident, and they just washed their hands of him. But but th- th- this could be 2019 all over again where you're thinking, hey, we got the playoffs right here. We need someone who can help us. The Chiefs have been desperate for an answer across from Tyreek Hill I do put the Chiefs at the top of the list I do um and uh uh hey they they may see the Buccaneers again in the Super Bowl wouldn't that be something if it's Chiefs Buccaneers and Antonio Brown is playing for the Chiefs this time around but they need something and and I I, you can't rule it out I'm stunned that the outcome of that poll is where it is but it just shows how fresh what happened yesterday that's gonna everything fades right Mike we see it all the time if something happens it's the biggest thing that's ever happened and then, and then we move on to the next biggest thing that's ever
2: happened. Yeah, listen, I agree with you. This time it's going to be, wait a minute, this team is talking to Antonio Brown after he did something that nobody has ever seen before on the field. I mean, there's going to be that. That's why the immediacy of this, you're right in the long run, if you end up getting a Super Bowl ring about it, who gives a damn, right? But it is the immediacy of this happened so viral, so public, and I mean, listen, if it's going to happen with Antonio Brown, it's going to happen within the next week, two weeks to be on a team. So it is still going to be pretty fresh in everybody's mind. This will be talked about not just today. On F- listen, back when I was doing a show, we'd have got a week out of this at least. Right. I mean, we, we, we all know that on, on what happened and what's going to happen. But if, if he's going to be on another team, it's going to happen in the next week or two. So it's it's going to be real interesting, the conversations that are had and eventually what Antonio Brown says about this situation.
1: I was telling you during the break, I mean, as an owner and operator of a media out that covers the NFL, I want Antonio Brown to play until he's 50. I'd also like Aaron (laughs) Rodgers to play until he's 60. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll do some Week 17 superlatives when PFT Live continues right after this.
0: Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
2: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I can tell
1: we got more players here who are going to be free agents next year. All right, who are in my office every day. Begging to come back. I know that. Okay, I know that. Players that we coached last year that still call me twice a week talking about, you know, how much they wish they were still here and they're getting paid more somewhere else. That was just a little glimpse of Joe Judge yesterday who may talk his way right onto the hot seat. Uh, He's supposedly safe. He didn't sound like a guy who felt confident about his position yesterday because that was a... A look at my resume, look at what I've done, look at what I'm doing type of a, of a post-game press conference. And I don't know that he's doing himself any favors with that, Mike, but we'll see what happens with the Giants. We, we, we have a pretty good idea there's going to be a new GM, whether or not there's a new coach. I think it's back into the undecided category after that yesterday. Yeah. All right, we've decided to do some superlatives. Mike, you're up first.
2: I'm going to go with the Tennessee offensive line. You know, no Derrick Henry. And what do they do continue to run the ball well in their win yesterday 40 carries for 198 yards behind that offensive line and i think even more importantly coming into that game miami had had 45 sacks you know tops in the league, and they got one against tennessee that's a direct correlation to that offensive line so continuing to run the ball we know how great derrick henry is but they're still running the ball they did yesterday well without him and protecting Tannehill against a team that is used to getting sacked. So those five big guys up front, and I'm sure running between running backs and quarterbacks, they're giving those guys a big pat on the back and saying they're a big reason uh, that they're sitting there at the top seed right now in the AFC. It's
1: still stunning to see the Titans as the top seed without Derrick Henry and scary to think of what they're going to be when he returns. Right? They used to call the Seattle secondary the Legion of Boom. This is the League of Boom award given the outpouring of love and appreciation for John Madden that we saw yesterday from all corners every network pregame show moment of silence at every game the cleats that the players were wearing the celebration the Saints did a sit down and play the Madden video game celebration yesterday you know it really is amazing And Mike you and I haven't had a chance to talk about it, it happened last Tuesday but the impact that John Madden had There has been no person in the history of the sport from the first moment that they inflated four flaps of leather and laced it up in the middle. There has been no single human being that has had more influence over the game, in my opinion, than John Madden.
2: And influence over the game to different generations, right? A coach... He was a coach obviously what took over the raiders in 69 to the late 70s so for the older generation and then a broadcaster so he was you know a fan of everybody and then to the younger generation of a video game so he he did it all i mean just so relevant for decades and and i think roger goodell actually said it well when he said he's a football guy you know and 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 that's what he is and that's what he'll be remembered as And, and you know, I'll go to my second one. I was going to go on the field, but I, I also, you know, Dan Reeves. I mean, what what Dan Reeves, I don't think enough people know about Dan Reeves, who was a quarterback in college, I believe at South Carolina, becomes a running back in the NFL, a tough running back, was in the ice ball, through a halfback pass in that game. I don't think many people realize the playing career he had, then went on into coaching and what he did and the amount of Super Bowls that he was part of and just the respect that he had from his teammates and the toughness that he showed as well. Uh, listen, John, John Madden deserves everything we're saying about him. But, you know, we lost another great one in Dan Rees and what he's meant to this game for so many years, wearing that sport coat and tie on the sideline, just that that always that stoic look on his face. His team took on that mentality as well. Uh, so just a, a, another incredible loss in the world of football.
1: Coach, the Broncos, Coach, the Falcons, Coach, the Giants, and you mentioned playing in the ice bowl and the connection to the Giants. This is the 10 below award, and it has nothing to do with the weather in Chicago yesterday. Here is, in a nutshell, how bad the Giants' offense is right now. They had negative 10 passing yards for the entire game against the Chicago Bears a 27 to 3 loss that that felt like a shutout negative 10 first time that's happened since 1998 with Ryan Leafs Chargers and, and again maybe that's why Joe Judge felt like he had to do what he did because maybe for however safe he was supposed to be he's starting to realize it's hard to put a game like that on your on your permanent record and expect to be given more opportunities
2: mike yeah uh, i i completely agree i mean it's it's ugly there and I, and I don't know what direction it's going how long people get chances or how long players continue there i mean and you, to, to hear joe Judson, i got people coming in saying i want to play for this team you know i want well yeah players want a job that's for sure that's one thing you know there's only 32 teams out there to have a job on but yeah it's uh it's a very very ugly situation there
1: Let's uh, go ahead and take a break. When we return, who will be claiming the final seats at the table in the NFC playoff field? We'll discuss that when PFT Live continues right after this. For as complicated as it seemed like it was going to be as we landed the plane on the 2021 NFL season, it's pretty simple. At this point, the Eagles got in last night, even though they're currently seventh in the pecking order by virtue of Minnesota's loss. The 49ers are the sixth seed, but they will not make it if they lose to the Rams on Sunday. And by the way, the 49ers have beaten the Rams five straight times. If the Rams rise up and win, 49ers lose, and the Saints win at Atlanta, the Saints take the last spot in the NFC field, Mike. It's just crazy that it's it's so simple after it seemed in both conferences like it was going to be so complicated?
2: You know, uh, this is the time of year where you play a game and you scoreboard watch. It was like last night, as I'm calling the Green Bay-Minnesota game, you know who was watching intently was Philadelphia, right? Philadelphia beat Washington earlier in the day. Now they're, they're, you're waiting and rooting for another team. If Green Bay wins, Philly's in. And that's what happened. So there's more reason to celebrate. I remember one year, our last game of the season was against the Cowboys in Dallas. We played them. We won the game, but we needed another outcome. And they were playing at the same time. We finished before them. We didn't even go into the locker room because that other game was about to end. We were huddled on the sideline. Our PR director was on the phone on the sideline. Everybody's wondering, why the hell aren't they going back in the locker room? The game's over. We were waiting to hear you know, what had happened in that game from him, he was on the phone with that stadium and it turned out we got what we wanted and we were all celebrating on Dallas' is field, you know, because we had gotten in. So that's the time of year it is, whether you control your own destiny, where you just take care of your own business or when you need help. And all of a sudden, you know, games are scheduled in a certain way. So you kind of know what you need maybe by the time you play the game. Or like I said, when we played, it was at the exact same time where you got to play and not knowing what the other team is doing, but you're playing while keeping an eye on the scoreboard. And you hear coaches say, some coaches have said, we're not showing the score. we we got to concentrate on our game because we don't get anywhere unless we take care of business. But, man, everybody wants to know. And nowadays, this was back you know, in the 80s. Nowadays, I mean, it's so easy to get the score and, and find out what's going on. So you have that one eye on the scoreboard a little bit more.
1: I remember there was a great moment from four years ago after the conclusion of a Brown Steelers game in Pittsburgh. It was basically open-air drive-in theater watching what happened with the Ravens and the Bengals as the Steelers were hoping that the Ravens won the game, I believe. The Bengals ended up winning, and that got Buffalo in, and the Buffalo fans flooded Andy Dalton's charity yes. Yes. with all sorts of contributions as a thank you for doing that. All right, uh, so what happened yesterday in the NFC? The Eagles come from behind to beat the Washington football team 20 to 16 four straight wins for the Eagles coupled with Minnesota's loss last night the Eagles punched their ticket to the postseason here's the biggest story for me coming out of this game how close of a call it was for Jalen Hurts as he was leaving the field and this is horrifying it's I mean I can make some light of it because nobody got injured this is the kind of thing that the former trial lawyer in me is horrified by because we always resided in the worst case scenario came to life and we had to reconstruct what happened well somebody did a poor job of designing constructing maintaining supervising whatever because there went that wall and if if jalen hurts is two three steps farther along they land on him Somehow no one was injured. That is completely inexcusable for a place of public accommodation where folks are showing up paying money to attend games to not have everything in place to ensure that an excess amount of weight pressed against that railing is not going to cause it to fall. That is basic engineering and safety consideration. Here's Jalen Hurts talking about what almost happened to him yesterday as he was leaving FedEx Field. I'm just happy everybody's safe from it. Happy everybody's safe from it. Um, that's crazy. That's crazy stuff, right there. That was a real dangerous situation. I'm just so happy. Um, everybody
0: bounced back from it. It seemed like it. Um, yeah. passionate of Eagles fans. I love it.
1: Yeah. It, hey, look, Mike. It, it's good news that everyone's fine. And, um, you know, people complain about lawyers and lawsuits, but the the threat of litigation is the kind of thing that should get people. To do the right thing, if nothing else, if if the desire to do the right thing, even though it may cost you some money, isn't enough to get you to do the right thing and make sure that you're properly safeguarding the welfare of the folks who are your paying customers, the threat of litigation should do it. That's that that that, whatever the explanation, that's not supposed to happen. When that happens, that means somebody screwed up and somebody was probably being too cheap. And oh by the way, that's the worst stadium in the NFL by far. But. They're very lucky somebody didn't get seriously injured.
2: Oh, well, incredibly lucky and, and would have been one of those people. Yeah, like you said, with, with, with the lawsuit. But, I mean, you want to talk about a freak thing as far as from the football aspect that Jalen Hurts been a little farther and that fell on top of him. So, first and foremost, and thank God the, the fans are okay and everybody was okay. Then it turned into 2022 or, or this, this generation, what did everybody do? I mean, first, Jalen stayed there to help people up, make sure they were okay. And then everybody pulled out their camera. Everybody pulled out of the selfie. Everybody was taking a picture of it because it turned out the situation was okay. But yeah, I mean, that's that's horrific. Unfortunately, we've seen other situations where, where it ha- at sporting events where things haven't ended well in, in sports, not just football and other sports. So it's a, it's a scary moment is what a very... Joyful time after a game for that split second turns into an incredibly scary moment. And everybody, you hold your breath just to make sure everybody gets up and everybody seems okay, which they did. Uh so that that obviously is, is the most important thing.
1: There's an obligation on the parts of all teams and stadium operators to constantly be assessing for safety risks to anyone in the building. Remember. When the Rams were in their final days in St. Louis, there was that slick concrete around the edge. Like Reggie yeah. Bush suffered a serious injury and ended up filing suit against the stadium authority for that. I mean, it's amazing to me how often it happens where someone falls over a railing that was too low and, and gets seriously injured or killed, or there's some hazard to the athlete. It really doesn't take a whole lot of brain power to do a full assessment of where the risks are, and somebody's screwed up badly, and they're lucky that someone wasn't seriously injured. The uh the 49ers beat the Texans 23 to seven to stay in the sixth spot. And hey, I got to give the Texans credit for as bad as they were earlier this year. They're figuring something out. And Davis Mills.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe they do have something there. I thought it was just BS when they were putting the idea out there that they're going to evaluate Davis Mills and see what they have in him. And maybe he's the answer next year. Maybe he is the answer next year.
2: Yeah, listen, he, he got it up. It, it's This is the next man up mentality, and I I know that phrase is used all the time, and it's been used a lot more with COVID. There have been guys, you know, getting chances left and right because of that, but he got it because, again, an injury to Rod Taylor, who obviously has had some bad luck over the last couple years with that. You never know when your opportunity is going to come up, and then what do you do with it? So has he done enough? Well, he's certainly done enough to be in the league, but has he done enough for the Texans to say, you're our guy, going forward. It's just a difference in, in draft, right? Third round guy. I was in a game last night where the the, um, the Minnesota Vikings had a third round pick as well, Kellen Mond, who hadn't played the entire year. And there was kind of a lot of talk from Minnesota van, fans when Kirk Cousins, you know, was going to miss the game for COVID to, hey, let's see what Kellen Mond can do. And there wasn't even a thought you know, by Mike Zimmer and that staff to put Kellen. Now, Kellam got a series in the fourth quarter. That's a first Bernie's he's gotten all year. But there wasn't even a thought to start him, which just goes to show he's not showing enough in practice to be thought of to have a game plan around him to play, where Davis Mills, you know, taken in the same round, you know, of the draft basically is is has to go out there with an injury and they have at least the confidence to put him out there. And I did his first game you know, uh, that, that, that he played in, and it was a tough start for him, but he got comfortable, and he's obviously gotten way more comfortable. So kudos to him. Get your opportunity take advantage of it and see where it takes you.
1: Hey, Mike, the Texans were going to take Kellen Mond. But the Vikings beat them to it, and the Texans may be happy about it right now. Mike Zimmer, the coach of the Vikings, was asked after the game if he wants to see Kellen Mond in a meaningless regular season finale. Zimmer said not particularly. He was asked why. Zimmer said, I see him every day. That's not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not a high praise for where Mond currently is. Uh, here's where the Saints are. As mentioned, they get in if they beat the Falcons and the 49ers lose to the Rams. The Saints beat the Panthers 18 to 10 to keep their playoff hopes alive. It's just unfortunate that they had to play that game last night without 22 of their guys last Monday night, because if they had won that game, if they had all their guys, and I don't know what else could have been done, but if they had had a regular team against the Dolphins and they had had a fair chance to win that game, things would be a lot more interesting going into the final week of the season.
2: But that's the year, right? I mean, you you just don't know. You it, 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 It's... That's an injury, at least with an injury, you have more of a gauge, right? If a guy, at least if he's maybe doesn't practice, but ends up playing when he's not practicing, at least your backup can practice during the week. So if he has to play, they got the reps all week. But this year in a nutshell, again, the game I did last night, you find out Kirk Cousins has COVID, he can't play. The Mannion's coming off the list as well. He wasn't even in the facility. He couldn't practice during the week. So here's a guy getting his third start in the league, can't even be on the field of practice as part of the game plan. But Zimmer said, you know, he had been with the team, so he knew he knew the game plan better, obviously, than Kellen Mond and felt comfortable putting him out here. But that's how this year is going. Now, it got maybe a little better in the fact that it got cut down to five days, the time you have to wait instead of t- uh, 10 uh, for, for, the, for the COVID situation. But still, that has just thrown a wrench into everything that wh- what can you do just for the situation that you set? I mean, all of a sudden, you know, Ian Book has to go start and get sacked eight times and nobody really helped him out there and he didn't play well. But I mean, it was tough to expect anything different. So but that's just this year, man, you have to roll with it because everybody is
1: and another wrench may be coming we had to take a break but the cdc may add the requirement of a negative test to that five-day return if the nfl adopts that it's going to be harder for guys to come back as we get closer to the playoffs so that could make more guys not available for some of these key games sunday statement draft when pft live continues right after this
2: I really feel like mid-season, you know, we started getting going. Um, Obviously, I've I've played uh, significantly better in the last, uh, you know, five or six um, than I did uh, early in the season. And I think a lot of that's due to uh, just an increased uh, focus on the specific concepts that we like week to week. And and, uh, Matt's been doing a great job of dialing them up. And, and, you know, I've kind of been – you know, been
0: in a little bit of a zone,
1: uh, you know, last few weeks, More than a little bit of a zone, the odds-on favorite to win the MVP, Aaron Rodgers, after last night's big win over the Vikings, 37-10, to was the final score. Sunday statement time, Mike, you're up.
2: Well, let me tell you what, a Sunday statement, it wasn't a lot of catches, but it's certainly been a season statement. How about Kyle Pitts for Atlanta? Now, only two catches yesterday for 69 yards. And he broke the all-time rookie receiving record for getting tight ends for anybody, and it was Julio Jones's record. Pretty big name there. But how about this? Over a thousand receiving yards. He broke the rookie tight end record from 1961 of Mike Ditka. And he listen. This guy is as advertised. Now needs to get in the end zone more. Just one touchdown, but. What he came in with and, and what was how he was labeled as this incredible athlete, like a wide receiver, tight end, started out a little slow, but he has absolutely lived up to it. What a weapon he has, whether it's the middle of the field or on the outside, and just a rookie. What a bright future for him.
1: Yeah, unbelievable, and it feels like we're just scratching the surface with his potential. The Seahawks have been horrible on offense all year and it may have been too little too late to convince Russell Wilson to stick around but what a closing statement they made at home and what possibly was Russell Wilson's final home game with Seattle or maybe they're gonna have a new coach who knows but how about this Russell Wilson with four touchdown passes a passer rating of 133 DK Metcalf caught Three of the touchdown passes. And then Rashad Penny, a godsend. They've been looking for consistency at running back. 25 carries, 170 yards, and two touchdowns for Rashad Penny. Uh, Is it enough to make Russell Wilson say, let's load up the cannon and do it again? I don't know. But my gosh, 51 points and their best offensive showing of the year on Sunday against the Lions, Mike.
2: That's going to be an interesting team next year, Mike, on who's going to be there. The most important who is going to be Russell Wilson, but that team is going to look way different next year than it does right now. For me, a team that's going to look the same for a while, and you want to talk about a draft, is there another threesome you would draft right now from two receivers and a quarterback over Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase? Listen, I know you have Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. But I'm talking about youth as well. you got two players in their second year and one player as a rookie. The two receivers have 153 receptions between them, 19 touchdowns. Both are over 1,000 yards. And obviously, Burroughs having a monster year. And these guys are all just starting. I don't know if there's another QB and two receivers in the league who you'd start a team with right now because of their age and how productive they are being early next
1: one for me the uh the buffalo running game um now josh allen has been the key part of it because none of the running backs have been able to really step up but yesterday devin singletary had 23 carries for 110 yards and two touchdowns to go along with allen's 81 yards and two touchdowns they needed that to offset the three interceptions that josh allen threw in the 29 to 15 win over the falcons it keeps buffalo on track for the afc's championship but but, Mike, that they need somebody in that backfield other than Josh Allen to do something on the ground if they want to win games in January. It can't just be Josh Allen. So that was encouraging for the Bills yesterday. we got one more pick each. We'll do that when this Monday edition of PFT Live continues right after this. All right, final picks in the Sunday statement draft. There are the first two that each of us has made. Mike Golick is up.
2: I'm going with uh, A.J. Dillon. Uh, last night, I run for the Packers. Aaron Jones took a shot early in that game, ended up with just eight carries. But what a complimentary running back he's been. He actually has more carries over the year than Jones does, 173 to 171. But what a one-two punch that they are he also has 33 catches out of the backfield as well so this guy on his own could be getting the job done plus his nickname is quadzilla i'm jealous every time i do a packer game and i go on the field before the game and i look at him and see his quads i have quad envy i mean and he uses them very very well on the field when he's running the ball but what a great one-two punch they have
1: and we had the clip of him earlier after the game with Jack Collinsworth and yeah. Rodney Harrison dressed like the old wrestler Hillbilly Jim wearing just the bib overalls and nothing else, at least nothing else on top. I, I have yeah. no idea where there was anything else out of that. Uh, the New England offense. Uh, you know, we praise the Bills offense. New England's still holding out hope to win the AFC East. They woke it up yesterday with 471 total yards. Ramondre Stevenson had two rushing touchdowns and over 100 yards. Damian Harris added a couple of rushing touchdowns. Mac Jones had three touchdown passes and uh they look it's the jaguars but still they put up 50 against an nfl team after a time mike that they had lost a couple of games they had been low on energy they needed that to kick it back in that's how the rams started their five game winning streak with a win over the jaguars sometimes the jaguars are exactly what you need what we need to do is call it a show we're out of time enjoy monday night's game we'll see you tomorrow morning